Welcome to the Overboard Show. This is Antonio from No Marks Allowed. And let's get into it because I've been watching WWE for the past few weeks. And the topic of conversation is Roman Reigns' opponent at WrestleMania 39. Now, it's in Los Angeles, the city of angels, and there's a lot of speculation that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is coming back. And then it's also speculation that The Rock isn't coming back because some of the moves we see that they're making and some of the people they're pushing to wrestle Roman Reigns. Now, one good news, one sign that is good news is for WWE fans is Dave Meltzer reported that if Roman and The Rock would face each other in WrestleMania, that it would be a tag team match with one of the Usos and Roman against Jimmy or J Uso or Jay Uso, which Meltzer could have just made that up or some smart could have just made that up and said that would be cool if they would have did this with Roman Reigns. But it's starting to make sense now when you see that Sami Zayn and Jimmy Uso and Roman and the bloodline are having a riff. Like, you know, Sami Zayn was like, I love you, but you're kind of a hothead. And Jay Uso or Jimmy Uso, what are the Usos are saying? Well, who are you calling that hardhead? I'm really part of this family. Then the tribal chief steps up. Roman says, you are a hardhead. And he says, you are no longer my problem, Jimmy Uso. You're Sammy's problem. So Sammy's got to rein it in. So I can see this going one or two ways. I can see it just ending with, you know, the Usos win, losing the title and Jay Uso gets flamed in the bloodline since they got um, the new guy from NXT starts stomping J Jimmy Uso out, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, and um, the new, uh, ah, I forgot his name, I don't watch WWE, he like that, but the Enforcer, they're stomping Roman Reigns out, just stomping him out, and then you like you hear, if you, you hear The Rock saying, if you smell what The Rock is cooking, and he comes and starts clearing house and saves Jimmy Uso and says, I'm the tribal chief. And they we have that tag team match. Now, the other possibility I'm seeing is the one that I said a long time ago about Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble and him coming back to face Roman Reigns and him beating Roman Reigns. But now we also got another sign of great news because I also said in one of my takes on my wheels that Triple H if you want The Rock to come back, you should come back to face Cody. If you want The Rock to come back and face Roman Reigns. So what happened was, I'm hearing that, you know, at the DX reunion in Brooklyn, New York, Triple H said he was coming out of retirement. Now, this is the best case scenario. Roman Reigns versus The Rock night two of WrestleMania main event. And Cody Rhodes versus, you know, Triple H. Even through an angle of... You know, Roman just throws away that world title and says he doesn't want it. Have a tournament and have Cody win that and have Triple H face Cody for the world heavyweight title, the second title. Now, that would be dope, too. So, these are two, two of the signs that, you know, go both ways. Like, the Uso angle is a way that we can have the tag team match with The Rock and Triple H... You know, coming out, saying he's coming out with retirement, that can eliminate, you know, The Rock not coming and just solidify The Rock facing the Roman. Now, here's some bad news and some bad signs The Rock is not showing up. The first one is Logan Paul 
facing Roman Reigns November 5th at Crown Jewel. Now Roman, now Logan Paul was impressive, very impressive in his tag team match with the Miz versus the Mysterios at WrestleMania. Can you imagine Logan Paul carrying Roman Reigns and having a great match and has Roman Reigns on the ropes and then the bloodline has to save Roman Reigns from Logan Paul? Do you know what that means? That will give WWE every justification to book the rematch at WrestleMania 39, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. And Logan Paul is probably known more than Roman Reigns. So they got the name recognition. So that can even happen. Another bad sign we might not get up the rock and Roman at WrestleMania. Was Brock Lesnar returning to handle unfinished business with Bobby Lashley? Yeah, Bobby Lashley won the title, but then he lost it two weeks ago. Um, well, two weeks a week later, or he lost it very soon to Big E on TV. And I don't see how this is unfinished business when Roman and actually beat Brock Lesnar by hitting Brock Lesnar with the title. Not Bobby. Bobby pinned him and they didn't even know what the fuck happened. So now if Brock builds himself up by destroying Bobby Lashley, what do we have here? We might have Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, main event in WrestleMania 39, and then we have another year of rumors of when would the Rock face Roman Reigns. Because... It's only two people I can see beating Roman Reigns for that universal title. Brock and Cody Rhodes. You see what I'm saying? I don't see The Rock as a part-timer. You bring a part-timer in like The Rock to beat Roman Reigns and get the universal and heavyweight title. And I also think Rock not leaving um, the movies or leaving uh, the movies to take time off to, you know, lose to Roman Reigns. So I feel like if he does face Roman Reigns, it would be in a tag team match or it'd be in a solo match. But they would have to do two. They would have to have The Rock win one and Roman win one. Because I don't know if The Rock wants to give back, literally give back to the wrestling community by losing to his little cousin Roman Reigns. Like The Undertaker said, the reason he put Brock over because he wanted to give back to the community. And that's what Vince told us. But, you know, Vince is full of shit. Some people thought The Undertaker was concussed. And that was, you know, Roman, that was how Brock beat The Undertaker. But the bad thing about Undertaker's streak, I can see if you want to put somebody over, but you should have never put over Roman. Roman should have never beat um, The uh, Undertaker because it took a long time for fans to forgive Roman because of that. So, I mean, we got... If we get The Rock and Roman at WrestleMania, it would be fine. But best believe, as me watching Raw the past few weeks, they're preparing for The Rock not showing up at WrestleMania. And they have some viable options. They put in the options right into your face if you're really paying attention to it. <laughs>
acknowledge me. else on the planet that gives you that rush that WWE gives you when you're standing in the center of that ring and I know he knows that so I know somewhere deep inside of him is that burning thing to go oh, I gotta feel that one more time that clock is ticking if there is a time it is becoming now and I know that there's a burning desire for him to take advantage of that time the platform is certainly there WrestleMania LA Two nights, we've already got 90 plus thousand, I believe, sold. His cousin. Uh, yeah, I mean. It's all there. Yeah, the, the, the tribal chief is, is sitting there waiting. Not so fast, my friend. You want Roman and The Rock at night two in Mania 39? You got to take on Cody Rhodes in the main event at night one, Triple H. What's good? Now, um, I talked about this on last episode of the Overboys, how WWE can pay, you know, black fans reparations for all the times they had black people looking stupid, whether it was with their character or with lame title runs. And now this goes back to the bloodline. Because when Roman Reigns were main event in WrestleMania, everyone hated Roman Reigns. It took us three years to finally like this bloodline thing again. And, like, Roman versus Brock didn't work the five times they met, you know, after WrestleMania 34. Then they met at the Crown Jewel. Then at the Royal Rumble they met. And Roman Reigns could never beat Brock Lesnar until SummerSlam. So, we all just wasn't buying Roman Reigns' title reign until they forced it down our throat week after week after week. Then they made this bloodline thing and... Finally, it got over with the fans, and then they, they got the acknowledge me thing. Like, they proved that WWE fans are fucking works, and if you shove things down their throat long enough, they'll just like it. You already got bum bitches saying they like fucking Hit Row now. After they said, well, in 2002, we still got Hit Row, and then they said, like, now I'm starting to like it. They brainwashed black fans to think, Guys like Bobby Lashley, great, great credentials, and, you know, people like Shelton Benjamin and almost are mid-carters. But somebody like Kofi Kingston or, you know, 
Big E that, you know, dance around, jam right there, race, and act the fool can be big stars. And then we, now we go back to the Hurt Business. And what I'm saying is WWE wants black wrestlers to be the certain type of way or look the certain type of way to get on. Like, it don't matter what the black fans say because, you know, it's all about the white people when it comes to WWE. Even the white people were saying they love the Hurt Business. MVP was doing the same thing for the Hurt Business that Paul Heyman was doing for the Bloodline today. But Vince McMahon just killed it. You know what I mean? He was fucking with Cedric Alexander for a while, putting him in big matches. Then his push just abruptly dropped, and we started getting Rick Boogs. Um, Rick Boogs, uh, the other Madcap Moss. And so company was in the dismo, it was Roman, and then fuck everything else. Now that Triple H is in, we're starting to see the people we like. But the moral of the story is, the Hurt Business could be doing the same thing that the Bloodline is doing, but they're not because they're black. And if you were to shove the, you didn't even need to shove the Hurt Business down our throat. Bobby could have had the Universal title, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin could have had the tag team titles. Then you would have brought almost over. He could have won the international Intercontinental title and wouldn't nobody have cared. People would have watched WWE and actually fucking liked it. But instead, you broke up the Hurt Business, buried Bobby Lashley and Big E, their title runs, and pushed the bloodline to death. And that proves you no one was fucking with Roman Reigns until this is second year... Going on three years with the belt, and now we finally give them respect by saying, acknowledge him. They wasted three years of our time as WWE fans to get Roman over, and now you can say it finally paid off, but they could have done in the same thing to the Hurt Business, with the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business would have fucking got over. That's why I don't hear no black people complaining, but they always try to complain about AEW. And... AEW's young black stars that only been in the game for like a year and a half on the mainstream that are very green but are still producing at a high level. But you can't skip 35 years of WWE and catch up in two or three years with AEW. So the AEW black stars got to earn their right and come up. Like one thing about WWE, they started way before AEW. So all the good black wrestlers that wasn't on WWE, like Rich Swan, uh, Willie Mack, uh, Moose, you know, Impact locked them up for multi-year deals because you just can't let AEW grab everybody. Now, we got some people like JT the God that's out there, Shane Taylor is out there, but for some reason, I don't know why they didn't get picked up. Maybe, I mean, I know you can get out of an NWA contract. Shane Taylor, he didn't follow suit with Ring of Honor, maybe... Tony Khan brings uh, Shane Taylor to Ring of Honor soon. But it seems like this what upsets me with the WWE and upsets, with me, upsets me with black fans marking out for WWE is they could have done the same thing with the Hurt Business that they did for... Um, They could have did the same thing for the Hurt Business that they did for the Bloodline. And anybody telling me that they couldn't doesn't watch wrestling enough. Like...
you're giving there's so many ads on this fucking YouTube. I hate doing this shit, man. Let me still have a green screen and put up fucking pictures. This is annoying. But yeah, so WWE is full of shit. Um, how they treat black wrestlers. And like I said before, you black people do everything in your fucking might to praise WWE. Just like when y'all put up the stupid meme inspired a generation with the rock then you put black wrestlers under there no when you say inspire a generation you put the rock at top tama tonga tonga lower at the bottom uh jacob fatu at the bottom the usos at the bottom you don't put no black wrestlers at the bottom of that black history meme when you say aspire a generation you put booker t up top Becky on bottom jt or god on bottom then you might have the New Day and Street Profits on the bottom. That's the meme, because Booker T was the only number one black guy that was truly the top of the company. Not the fucking Rock. The Rock inspired a generation of fucking Samoans, not black people. Quit trying to get that shit off. It's like some of you black fans have so much self-hate, you don't want to make the meme of putting Booker T up there. I don't know what's wrong with y'all WWE fans, yo. Now let's talk some AEW, and I want to get to Jay Cargill because she's kind of getting a little face run. You see Nyla Rose steal the title from Jay Cargill, and Jay Cargill in the baddies is, you know, chasing after Nyla Rose, trying to grab that belt back. Nyla Rose was on Rampage and um, with the belt that she did not earn, and Jay Cargill confronted her. Confronted her Knock some security out, trying to get to, you know, Nyla Rose to take her belt back. But Nyla Rose and, you know, Nyla Rose and, uh, Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero actually, uh, you know, got out of there skated. And Jay looked so good. I mean, this was like all out. I was here. I was watching it. That Jay looks like a real She-Hulk. That's the beauty in She-Hulk. She has muscle. You can't paint a bitch with a fake booty green. No, it doesn't work. You have to look like actually She-Hawk to look sexy. And that's what Jade Cargill did right here against Athena. But back to Jade's little face run. Can this face run make her vulnerable to a loss? Now, I'm not saying that Nyla Rose will beat her, but maybe someone else down the line ends up beating Jade Cargill, and maybe the fans won't erupt and madness because she's a face. They can feel sorry for her and hope for the bounce back. Because right now she's 39 and 40 and 0. And it's not when, it's not if, it's when Jade loses. Even Goldberg had almost 200 wins and lost. I don't think Jade will remain undefeated. But I think Jade is going to become a big star. Just like Sasha Banks and uh, Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. She's a huge star now. But to keep that stability and that consistency, she's going to have to be able to react and be strong in loss and wins. So she needs to be able to bounce back from defeat, just like Bianca Belair did. Bianca Belair lost in 27 seconds, and the payback and the get back was sweet. It happened at WrestleMania 38, and then she ended up winning the uh, Raw's woman title. Not uh, Was that? Yeah, she won the Raw's Women title. So she went from the SmackDown Women's Champion to Raw's Women's Champion. And with Jade, you know, babyface run leading to her loss, 
and will get sympathy from the fans for her to go after the main prize, which is the AEW Women's title. Now, Jade made the TBS title more popular than the women's title when Thunder Rosa had it. So that's why they had an interim title. Um, not only did the interim title was um, made because, neither, I mean, uh, Thunder Rosa got hurt, but that was kind of a blessing in the, the disguise for Thunder Rosa and AEW because Jade was getting over more than Thunder Rosa with the secondary title, the TBS title. So now, Jade, if she loses that TBS title, people will be like, oh, she lost, she shouldn't have lost. No, it can lead to something much bigger, which is the AEW Women's title. Because right now, Tony Storm has it. And I don't know if, you know, Jade can hold on to this TBS title all the way to All Out or Double or Nothing, where they can have a Double or Nothing or All Out. TBS champion Jade Cargill versus AEW um, ch women's champion, whoever that is, and just do all out or double or nothing, win or nothing. They should have done it with Britt Breaker and done and Jay Cargill at double or nothing, but they had other plans. Uh, Britt ended up losing to Thunder Rosa. But I feel like watch out for this, you know, face run that Jay Cargill is on. It could, um, you know, lead to a loss. Like Jay will look strong, but someone will cheat the win. And now Jade is starting her win streak over, but going for the women's title. What do you think? Do you think this babyface run might lead to Jade's loss? in the Wednesday Night War. He blew NXT out the water. More critically acclaimed than, than Ron SmackDown. Better shows than Ron SmackDown when they've been around 25, 30 years. Now I'm hearing that he's pitching two more shows, which is ROH, Ring of Honor, a TV show for Ring of Honor, and the all-women show. Maybe we can get the Allure and some Sumi Saki, some of the women that we haven't seen in AEW's rendition of Ring of Honor. Maybe we get Shane Taylor Enterprises. Maybe this is what Tony Khan had in visions of Ring of Honor when he brought it to put them back on TV. The um, syndication thing wasn't working. A lot of times it would come on Sunday at 1 o'clock, midnight, you know what I mean? Saturday at 1, 1 p.m. where college football was on. It just wasn't a good look. Ring of Honor needs to be on prime time. And with the integration of Wardlow, Chris Jericho, and um, FTR, he can sell that to the major networks. Like, like, we have major stars in Ring of Honor. 
And Ring of Honor is better than NXT. It always was better than NXT. Um, even when uh, AEW didn't exist, especially when they started doing New Japan. But NXT just had that WWE backing, but Ring of Honor was still better. But this version of Ring of Honor right now is better than NXT. And Tony Khan can be the king of petty. This dude can put Ring of Honor on Tuesdays, just like Vince tried to be the king of petty and move NXT to Wednesday, and it didn't work. It only hurt NXT. Now Tony can finish NXT off because you can't put the gold brand back together and make it something that's already not. It's already what it was. Vince destroyed it. Plus, everybody in NXT left. You see what I'm saying? So Malakai Black is gone. You turn it to the black and yellow brand, you're going to bring Aleister Black back and stick him back on NXT? That's hustling backwards. So I feel like Tony Khan can be the king of petty with this new TV network and put Ring of Honor on Tuesdays. It wouldn't destroy NXT, but it will make NXT look bad and take more eyes off of it. Because right now, the only people we know is Nikita Lyons and uh, Carmelo Hayes, and they might be on the, on the uh, main roster in a few weeks, the way Triple H is carrying. Triple H ain't playing with this new talent from NXT. He don't bring them up. We're going to end the show on some AEW. What I like to do on Overboys is talk about topics that, you know, that are trending, but I also don't want to talk about the same shit that everyone else is talking about. So I just want to revisit this CM Punk thing. And when the situation with the Young Bucks first happened, they was like, people want CM Punk gone. Man, if you don't shut your bitch ass up and shut the fuck up, if the people who want CM Punk gone don't couldn't draw a dime in Chinese money, like Jim Cornette said, Kevin Nash was the second lowest or the lowest drawing champion in WWE history. He couldn't draw a nickel in Chinese money. And Jim Cornette was there. But some of these people that probably want Jim CM Punk gone are probably not veterans. Probably aren't the people that move the needle like CM Punk. Because when you're a big wrestling company, you have egos. You think the WWE didn't have egos with Triple H, The Rock, Mankind, Mick Foley, uh, Stone Cold? You don't think people got egos? You don't got people, you think people got egos in the WWE now with Roman Reigns, The Miz, uh, The Undertaker, you got uh, fucking Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair. You don't think egos and some of the people that work with them wish they were gone? You don't think Sasha Banks shits on people? Like, and the fucked up thing about it is people saying Colt Cabana got fired and that's why people were saying CM, Colt Cabana is not fired because he's in Ring of Honor. If he was fired, he would be like she would, he would be like Big Swole without a fucking job. Cole Cabana is in Ring of Honor because he doesn't belong on all the elite wrestling roster. Now Tony Khan probably put him on Ring of Honor and said you're exclusively the Ring of Honor, and that might be the Young Bucks friends, and the Young Bucks didn't like it. But then people that want to instigate shit might be like in the locker room and be like, hey Matt, Nick, where's fucking Cole Cabana? Have y'all seen Cole Cabana? They know where Cole Cabana is. He's in Ring of Honor. They just trying to instigate shit. And Matt and Nick is probably sick of it and be like, oh, just ask, 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 ask fucking CM Punk. He probably knows. I'm, I got other shit to do. We running a company. We, we can't keep track of Coco Banner. And that make people think that CM Punk get, you know, 
Um, uh, you know, Colt Cabana fired when Colt Cabana isn't fired, he's just demoted to Ring of Honor. If he was fired, he wouldn't even be on Ring of Honor or AEW Dark. But the thing is, you know what happened. CM Punk had the press conference, a fight took place, and I was thinking, did the Young Bucks make a mistake and hurt their moneymaker? But I don't think so, because in the press conference, CM Punk said, I'm old, I'm tired, I'm hurt, and I, you know, work with children. So CM Punk got hurt in that match, and he's gone for eight months. You can have a main event to All Out, that the, or a main event for a Dynamite, uh, what do they call it? Super Dynamite, that's in New York. Um, next year at Shea State, at not Shea Stadium, at the U.S. Open Stadium, where they have Wimbledon at, um, AEW Super Slam, I think it is. You got FTR and CM Punk against Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. That could be the main event for next year's AEW Dynamite Slam. Because when you look at it, CM Punk is the self-claimed best in the world. Kenny Omega is called the best wrestler by plenty. And the Young Bucks think they're the greatest tag team in history. FTR thinks they're the greatest tag team now. So why not have that six-man tag and that can be the Dynamite Grand Slam main event of next year? Because you don't need to make a decision on CM Punk. He can't wrestle. You fire CM Punk now, he can't wrestle for eight months. So when he comes back, you can have the crowd erupt again. You see what I'm saying? Like... CM Punk did throw people under the bus and the promo was wrong to bury his uh, people, but he did this before with the um, with the uh, pipe bomb. He also, you know, dissed the Young Bucks before by saying, well, the Young Bucks, you know, they keep asking me about a contract. They act like they want to see how I'm doing and then they want to talk business and CM Punk wasn't ready to come back. Tony Khan talked to CM Punk, convinced him to come back. And the fans loved it. The fans do not want AEW to fire CM Punk. That would be the worst thing to do because now you seem like you're taking sides. You didn't fire the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega, but you fired CM Punk. You're taking the side of a bunch of mid-card bums that don't nobody care about. Of course they want the top guy gone. You see what I'm saying? The top guy is an asshole. Michael Jordan was the greatest player of all time, but he was an asshole. You know what I mean? Kobe Bryant. Some people said the late, great Kobe Bryant was an asshole, but no, he was strict. The greats always have, you know, ways of doing things that's unconventional. And CM Punk is one of those guys. Now, um, Kevin Nash was like, I'm 50-something. How are you old and tired? Well, Kevin Nash, you only did four moves. A backbreaker, a powerbomb. And a hair flat. That was the three moves you only had. CM Punk is having matches with Pentagon, which you wouldn't even be able to have. Your ideal title match is you laying on your back and getting counted one, two, three after someone taps on your chest. So, Kevin Nash, you don't have to fucking write to talk about CM Punk. He's a legend. You were the lowest drawing champion of all time in WWE history. So, you couldn't draw a nickel in Chinese money like Jim Cornette said. But... What I'm trying to get at is don't make a decision on CM Punk when he can't come back to wrestle in eight months. You see what I'm saying? I feel like as an AEW fan and a wrestling fan, we owe Kenny Omega versus to CM Punk. We owe them that match that WWE couldn't give us. Don't fire CM Punk and then Kenny Omega leave after his four years is over and WWE gets that match. 
So don't make a, you know, irresponsible decision out of emotions while we know that CM Punk can't wrestle anyway. He's gone for eight months. That's punishment enough. He had to give away his title. So, yeah, don't fire CM Punk because if you do, that would be wrong. And I already got the main event of AEW Dynamite Grand Slam booked. That I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target, and they spread lies and bullshit and and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him, want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. And the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I... So CM Punk believes that it was the Young Bucks who are telling people he got Colt Cabana fired. But I could have swore Colt Cabana was in AEW with the Dark Order while CM Punk was there. But CM Punk is a baller. He probably said, Tony Khan, I'm sick of looking at this motherfucker. Get rid of him. And he thinks the Young Bucks probably put that shit out. So CM Punk said, fuck you. Matt Jackson, I'm on the phone, man, calling all the champs in Baltimore about the Diodora. A Young Bucks collab. They saying they ain't got him, man. You should have made it clear it was online. Only out and went to the Lord showboating like Hulk Hogan with the Overboys, no more marks allowed chain. But you see him on deck. I got the Balenciaga, Adidas collab, the Fire Red Jordan 3s, the J Balvin 2s, and the Taxi Cab 1s, the Jordan 1s. So the only shoes I don't get is the Young Bucks Deodora collab. Matt, you gotta hook me up with a pair so I can do a review on them on the Overboys, the most dangerous podcast in wrestling. I got everything I want except for those Deodoras. Yo, Matt, holler at me, yo.